Listening to the 919, the only podcast dedicated to telling the stories of people within the Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill area of North Carolina. This podcast is about the over 1.5 million people who live here, whether you've lived in the Triangle your whole life or you're a transplant like me. So excited for today's show. I talk with Steve Wiseman, a writer and reporter for the News and Observer, as well as the Herald Sun. He has about 30 years of experience in sports writing and has covered teams like the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, South Carolina Gamecocks, Duke Blue Devils, and most recently, the NC State Wolfpack. And he's worked with some pretty famous people, too. If you think you're interesting or you know someone who is making impact and transforming the 919 for the better, email me at the919podcast at gmail.com or connect with the show via Twitter or Facebook. So actually, unlike in previous podcasts where I've been in person with the people I'm talking to, Steve and I had to record over the phone just because we couldn't actually meet in person this time. So it won't sound as crisp as maybe the past few podcasts, but it works pretty well. And actually, this will let me be able to record more podcasts when people can't meet directly. So that being said, again, this is with Steve Wiseman. Let's get started. Uh, let's get started. So I'm here with Steve Wiseman, a reporter and writer for the News and Observer and the Herald Sun. So, Steve, thanks for being on the 919. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me on, John. Yeah, sure thing. Well, Steve, some good news. This is well, good news and bad news. Good news is that you're definitely the highest profile person I've had on the podcast. Uh, bad news is I've only had about three at this point, so take that <laughs> how you will. But no, I'm kidding, of course. But uh, either way, thank so it's you. low bar to clear. I understand. <laughs> I'm used to that's how I've gone about my life, so that makes it work out well. <laughs> Try to clear a low bar every day. Every day. <laughs> that's right. Thank you so much. Um, you are someone actually. I did. Uh, I try to be very aware of everything as far as uh, sports in the triangle. There's a lot of awesome. Uh, obviously, you know about that, but. There's a lot of great collegiate sports going on uh, in the triangle. And I, unfortunately, I, I found out about you through Twitter. <clears throat> through um, You had tweeted something, and a couple of maybe passionate and we call them zealous Wolfpack fans uh, maybe interpreted some of your tweets as negative. But So <laughs> that's how I uh, <laughs> found out about you. But, um, yeah, how, how was that exchange? We won't talk about that long, but. How was that? Yeah, I mean, it's just part of the, um, you know, the way the world is now. People can take things you say the right way or the wrong way, and uh, you know, uh, there's no, there's no intent to uh, to anger anybody. I can guarantee you that, uh, you know. So, um, but uh, we're all getting used to one another. Um, you know, I was covering Duke previously. Joe Giglio was covering in North Carolina State. Uh, right. Andrew Carter was the Carolina beat writer for the News and Observer. And what happened was, you know, the NNO bought the Herald Sun a year ago, and we merged the sports staff, and management decided it was a good time to shuffle everybody, you know, give everybody a fresh look, even though, 
you know, we'd been on our beats for a long time and had developed a lot of contacts and had become, you know, kind of known for, for those beats. And so uh, we've been over through the process of doing that for a couple of months, and really we're just now getting to the point where we've totally let go of our old beats and they're 100% totally focused on our new ones. So it's been a transition for everybody, and, uh, you know, we're all getting used to new things and dealing with new people, and I'm getting used to dealing with new athletes and new uh, coaches and new fans, and, and so is everybody else, and they're all getting used to us. So we're going to, um, you know, the only the, the, the the paper's not going to change again for a while, at least maybe maybe for a couple of years, probably. Or so we'll, we're thinking. But so we're all going to have to get used to to working with each other, and uh, and I'm glad to be uh, to be covering NC State now. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've personally really enjoyed uh, all the articles you published in the past couple months. I know, and that's good to know the background. So they were trying to switch around all the writers because I know Joe Giglio was the writer for NC State. Um, but that makes sense that they're trying to get some fresh looks for everybody. So, yeah, okay. that was the that was the um, the idea they gave us, and uh, so and that is there is a there is a um, a positive to that. There is a good thing when you, you know, uh, the th- thought is that when you're covering something for a long time, you might develop a blind spot for certain things that are going on or or certain stories that may just, you know, you may have thought, well, I already knew that was going on. I'm not going to mess with that. But when it's really a good story, and so there is a there is a positive to to have fresh eyes on things. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, actually, so people for people who don't know uh, who you are, um, basically, how long have you been in the Triangle, and what do you do in the Triangle? Yeah, I've been uh, uh, in the Triangle for almost 10 years. Uh, my wife and I bought a house here in 2009 in Cary, and our daughter uh, graduated from Green Hope High School a couple of years ago in Cary, and she's now a student at NC State. Uh, we moved up here more for my wife's career than mine. Uh, we traveled around uh, doing the newspaper thing for my career for different stops along the way. Um, um, covered, I worked in Charlotte for a while, then I uh, covered the General Assembly in South Carolina, then I covered the NFL for five years, and then came back to South Carolina and covered the Gamecocks, uh, South Carolina Gamecocks for a while. Wow. And uh, So my wife got a job up here opportunity, and with what was going on in the newspaper business, as we all know, it's been tough uh, the last 15 years or so. Uh, we decided to make a move up here. She'd heard, we both heard a lot of great things about the triangle and about Carrie and, and, uh, and so we decided it was time to, to make this our home and we've never regretted it for one minute. We love it up here and, uh, this is where we, we ended up being for a long time. Awesome. Well, glad you're here. And yeah, you, you mentioned being all over the Southeast, but you actually graduated from, uh, Illinois State, right? Did you grow up in the Correct. Midwest? I did. I'm an Illinois native. I lived there my whole life until I graduated from from college. I'm, I'm an old guy. I graduated in 1989. So, uh, uh, and about two weeks after my college graduation, I was covering a, a high school track meet, one of my first newspaper jobs, and it snowed. And this was middle of May, <laughs> and I said, you know, I think I've had enough of this. <laughs> And I started looking for jobs, and I found uh, found my way to North Carolina that way a couple of months later. Wow. Okay. So um, did you know that out of college, again, going back a decade or two, but did you know back then that you wanted to be a writer or a reporter? Or I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my, my major, uh, was mass communications, journalism. And, you know, when I went into it, out of high school, I thought, I don't know if I'd get into broadcasting or writing, and it just, you know, the writing thing kind of came easy to me, and 
I've done some some broadcast work, not like play by play or or analyst or anything, but I've been you know a frequent guest on shows and I've done some TV appearances and things like that. Uh, but more of the writing has been mainly what I've done, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that was fortunate enough to know what I wanted to do at a young age and was able to latch onto it, and I've cobbled together a pretty decent career for the last 30 years. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you mentioned being going around the southeast and uh, riding for a couple different, I guess, teams. Uh, so you covered, first you were in Charlotte, right, and you were covering college. Sun professional, were you covering the Panthers at that time? or I was, my, my first job out of, uh, out of college when I got down here, I was covering high schools and small colleges and things like that, you know, things you do when you first get started in the business and um and also the the Charlotte Knights AAA team. I, I worked in a, in an office in South Carolina where the stadium, you know, the Knights used to play in South Carolina before they moved downtown a couple of years ago. So I was covering a lot of AAA baseball as well. Okay. And then um actually I wanted to know so you co you covered the and by the way I'm getting this all off your LinkedIn page. So uh, thank you so much for keeping that updated for me. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> um but you you actually Cover the Panthers and the Saints, right? I did, yeah. When the Panthers started up, um, I got hired by the Spartanburg paper, Spartanburg Herald Journal, um, to cover them. And so I did that for a couple of years. And um, then I got an offer to to go cover the Saints down in the paper in Biloxi, Mississippi, which at that time in the late 90s, papers of that size, 50 or 60,000, would have somebody who – who traveled full time, you know, with a with a newspaper, with with a with a professional team, you know, got all their home and road games and training. So that was and, you. You actually got. Yeah. That. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And that that was a great opportunity to go cover that team. And the reason why I left um, the Panthers beat, which I love doing, and I love the Carolinas. My wife loved it here. We just gotten married and we're starting a family. But um, the Panthers beat was very busy. There were so many papers because the team was new at that time. Every paper in both Carolinas had somebody on the beat and it was very crowded and it was hard to kind of find your way through. Um, I thought I was doing fine on the job and everybody thought I was too, but the the New Orleans beat was a smaller market. They only had three or four papers that really covered them. And so I thought it was a good opportunity to go down there and kind of, kind of make my mark. And um, I never regretted that move either. I, I enjoyed it to, uh, that we were down there five years. Um, so it was a pretty good time to, to be covering that team and, Ricky Williams in his wedding dress on the cover of the magazine with Mike Ditka. I was covering the team at that time. You remember that? It was a wild time, but there were a lot of good stories to do. Man, um, very cool. And then you moved back up to South Carolina, and you were covering Gamecocks uh, Athletics, right? Yeah, we, we got the opportunity to come back to South Carolina to be – our daughter was getting to be school age, and so we decided we wanted to get back closer to family, and the opportunity came um, at the – paper in Columbia to, to help out on the Gamecock beat. They had, you know, people covering football and basketball and baseball, and that's kind of a one-market, one-team market, and so we covered it pretty extensively, so I was part of that team for quite a while there and had a good time doing that. Very cool, and then I guess that led you back up to the Triangle. Um, like you said, you've been here for 10 years, and you started covering uh, Duke. Was that immediately, or... Um... It wasn't immediately. Um, actually, yeah, we, since we moved from my wife's job, my job, it took a couple of years to make a transition up here. Again, the newspaper business isn't easy to find work a lot of times. And so um, I kept the job in Columbia 
for a couple of years after we, we kind of went back and forth. We were living in two places and, you know, commuting and that kind of thing. And so um, I then I was able to get the job at the Herald Sun in Durham. Uh, that job came open in the summer of 2010. And so I was um, lucky enough to, when that came open, to, to get that job covering Duke. Oh, so you actually covered Duke, I guess. Was that right when they were about to win? They won a, They did win a championship in 2010, right? They did. I came in the summer after that, so I missed that team. Uh, oh, gotcha. The guy who had, who covered that team covered that team for the Herald Sun left that position in the summer to take a job down in Charlotte. So uh, I was able to come in and replace him. So you missed that, but then you got to cover them for the they won in 2015, or was it? Yes, 14. Yep, I did have that team. That's right. And okay. And then all the you know the football program and how Cutcliffe has dramatically changed that over the last seven or eight years. I was, right, right. You know, the first two years I was on that beat, they were three and nine the two years and weren't doing a lot of winning at all. And then all of a sudden it just finally clicked in for them. So that was that was a pretty fun story to cover. You know, a lot of a lot of excitement around around that going on. Yeah, and uh, I'm guessing you got to travel with the team to the ACC championship there, or were you covering remotely? No, no, I did. I I traveled um, with football and basketball just about everywhere they went, um, particularly the bigger games, the you know all the NCAA tournament basketball and and all all those places, and and then of course the football team, all the bowl games they went to. Um, I was oh, able yeah. to do that. So yeah, that was a. That was a good time to be, you know, again, a lot of great stories to write um, and, you know, high-profile uh, program and Coach K and all of his, the records he set along the way here. You know, he broke Bobby Knight's record and then he had his thousands win and the national championship. So, you know, I was able to help work on a book uh, after they won the 15 championship. We we did a book at the Herald Sun uh, to commemorate that. So I was a big part of that and that was the first time I've been able to do that and that was a lot of fun. Uh, what's the uh, book called? It was called The Drive for Five. I've seen that. Yeah. I didn't know you yeah. were on that. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So, and then you get to, of course, being part of the media, you are you kind of get the inside track as far as being able to – I mean, it, obviously it's work, but you still get to meet all these really high-profile people. and um, So that's got to be yeah. pretty cool, right? It is. And what's really nice is, you know, it, when you when you go about – Again, all these places, all these teams I've covered, I mentioned Mike Ditka and Ricky Williams and Lou Holtz and, you know, all the people in South Carolina now, the people here at Duke. And, you know, you really get to know them, um, David Cutcliffe and Mike Krzyzewski and John Donowski, the lacrosse coach who's won three national championships. You get to know them as people and you get to see what they're about and, and you know, get a little insight. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you learn things that maybe they didn't want to know and other times you learn things that they – that, you, that confirm what you already knew about them, and that they're good, good or bad, and that kind of thing. So, it is interesting to to get kind of get that inside inside view. Yeah, meeting people like Coach K, and then I guess if you go back to you covered the NFL, you get to meet a lot of uh, those players that are on the national stage. You know, every night they they play, and all the coaches. So that's pretty that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, also, and what? Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to mention uh, along that line, one of the things about the job in Biloxi that was also attractive was that was the time when Brett Favre was winning all of his MVPs. He won three in a row for the Packers. And the, the Biloxi paper was his hometown paper. He he grew up on the coast, and, and um, that's home. So his parents were there. So they were fans, maybe, of Brett Favre? <laughs> they were, and also, you know, there's a lot of interest in, 
there was uh, anything he did was big news in his hometown. So they sent me this. I got to go to three Super Bowls, um, whether he was playing or not. One of them he was playing, other ones he wasn't. But you know, when he was named MVP, they had ceremonies, and so and they they would send me to Green Bay when the Saints were done. They didn't make the playoffs much then, but the Packers did. So as soon as the Saints season was over, I'd become a Packers beat writer and travel with them all over the country. And so that was a little, again, uh, an extra little benefit that exposed me to, to uh, you know, a great fan base, the Packer, Green Bay Packers, you know, everybody knows about them. And that was when they had that resurgence and, and you know, Brett Favre was iconic. And so I got to, got, got to know his family pretty well, you know, from writing a lot of stories about him and, and things that were going on in his life. So, um, yeah, that was another, another little aspect of that. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, I, I was going to ask, you've been, I think I saw this, you were, you are a uh, voting member of the Associated Press 20, top 25, is that right? I, 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 not this year, I was for the previous, off and on for the last seven or eight years, um, mostly on, uh, they do cycle people in and out to get a different voice, and they have limitations on the number of people from a certain newspapers or organizations that can vote, and so this year, our columnist Luke DeCock is the is the AP voter, um, okay. and I'm taking this year off. So, but I have been, you know, in the past uh, several years. I've always been curious. One, I, well, I guess it makes sense how you get the job is they they pick people from whoever I guess they're covering the team, right? So right, right. And then the other one is, you know, if you're writing for Duke it'd be very tempting to vote for the – I mean, not that they're not a good team, right? But it would be very tempting to want to kind of push them up in the rankings. So how do you keep yourself honest? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that. that's – yeah, no, it's it's that's a good question. And, and, and it goes back to the whole objectivity thing that, you know, we're not working for the school. We're working for an independent outlet. And I think the fans expect me to be, to be fair and honest because, um, you know, uh, the people that buy our newspaper – aren't just Duke or State or Carolina fans. So we have to, you know, our job is to be above the fray and kind of, you know, look at it objectively. So, um, and now, and, the, and this is a good thing, I believe, that all the poll votes are available online immediately after we put them out there. Um, there's There are two, three different websites that, that track those and kind of hold us accountable, which is a good thing. So um, that way, you know, if we're, you know, if, if somebody's, uh being biased toward one group, one one league, or one team, then what you know, good or bad. Um, let's say you know, who knows if you're if I'm covering Duke, but I don't, but I went, you know, I don't like them, maybe you know, and then so I'm voting them lower than maybe they should be. Well, that's not good either, right? You should you should be voting them the way you really believe where right. they belong, no matter what school it is. So um, I think that's that's a good thing that helps keep us accountable. Makes sense. <clears throat> All right, I was going to ask. One, well, actually, a couple, two questions. One, uh, you know, you probably put out, well, you do because I read it, but you put out a lot of content. Um, do you have a particular thing you've written that you're, you know, maybe very proud of or you've had a lot of uh, recognition for? And then maybe you can talk about something you wrote that someone got very angry at you or you had a you know, fan base just get furious with you about. So... I'm sure you yeah, a, um, a lot of flack. Um, good or yeah, bad. I'm trying to think here. Um, in the, I mean, recently, I think of things that have happened more recently than a long time ago. So, 
um, you know, the story about the South Carolina State game at Duke. I mean, I'm sorry. There I go. See, my old habits at NC State when <laughs> the player collapsed and, and right. you know, basically died on the court and, they was brought, and he was brought back to life. And I was able to talk to the EMTs who, who you know, saved his life. And, and we, you know, publicized the, the student trainer who did the CPR and we talked to the officials that, you know, had to control the things on the court and the emotions of that, you know, and I talked to the young man, Ty Solomon and his family, and, you know, they're very grateful for what everybody did, but it also brought attention to um, the need for, you know, these portable defibrillators because if that wasn't right there handy, they may not have saved his life. I mean, everything had to come together exactly right for that to turn out good and not tragic uh, while we were planning a funeral, which you know, very likely could have happened um, when his heart stops, he wasn't breathing. No kidding. And so, actually, yeah, I was watching um, on TV, like most people, but then what was it like being in the stadium? I assume you were, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. okay, I was so at the other end of the court. Arena and what was, I mean, what was, what was it like? All I could hear, I, you really couldn't hear anything on TV. It was just dead silent. That's, that was what was so uh, striking, was it was, dead silent and you know you're in an arena an arena that holds you know 19,000 people and no it wasn't full that day but there were 10 or 12,000 there and everybody had been cheering the game and then all of a sudden it was just quiet and uh, you could hear you know unfortunately you could hear the cries from the people on the South Carolina State bench the family behind there and were begging for him to to wake up you know and right and it's just it's it's a surreal thing that you don't ever experience you know and you don't want to experience it again but, um, you know, I'm in arenas all the time, and you hear all different kind of things happen. I was in uh, Indianapolis covering Duke when the, the Louisville player, Kevin Ware, broke his leg. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, players? I remember that from a few years ago. Yeah, that was a regional final. It was Duke against Louisville. So that's the only thing that was similar that I've been through. But even when that happened, as gory as that was, and, and you know, uh, his life wasn't in danger. He, he was in pain, but he nobody thought he was going to die. And so um, this definitely made this a little different. But it was very similar in that you know it's not a nor- normal circumstance for a basketball game. Right. And at that point, I think it, you know it's cool covering. I, I imagine it's cool covering sports and telling what happened during the game. But I think it's just maybe a little bit more special covering something like a really a miracle uh, like that with the South Carolina State player. And then being able to um, talk about that and the need for EMT and the defibrillator, so that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, not not. I mean, I say fun, fun work because no, I understand because of the way it turned out. <laughs> right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Cool. That's it. And um, you know, uh, EMTs a lot of times you know don't get a lot of credit. I mean, they're the guys that ride around ambulances and do all this. They do it every day and they save people's lives every day, right? I think we kind of you know. It's easy to take it for granted when you don't you really see what they did there, and, and it was a just a just a great thing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, and then changing, uh, I guess, going back to my earlier question is: is there a particular article or something you've written that really has set you know a bunch of people off, or you've regretted posting or something? Maybe I would say. I mean, I'm about. thinking back to yeah, I'm I'm. I'm there, there's not one thing. Well, I can think of a couple things that are jumping out. That you know, there's sometimes on this in this job where there are stories you have to write that um, 
that you wish you didn't have to, but that's your job, right? Your job is to tell what's going on. And I mean, there are times I, I could think, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's just hard hitting analysis of a team and, um, you know, you have to criticize, uh, well, professional sports, it's easier because they're professionals, they're grown men. And, you know, in, in college, they're, they're on scholarship, so they're at a higher level. It's not, it, it, but they're still amateurs, right? But you know, you have to right. you have to say when somebody you know messes up a play or uh, goes out and gets a DUI and gets kicked off the team or whatever. You know, those are things that you know aren't people are not going to be pleased or gets kicked out of school for you know flunking out, right? And I've had I wrote a story one time about a player playing for South Carolina who got kicked out of school because he, he flunked out. I mean, that's just what it was. And his his dad called me and said, why did you have to put it in there that, you know, that he flunked out? And I, because that's what happened. I mean, that, that's the fact. And it's sad. And I'm, I'm sorry that it happened for him and for your family. But that's the reality of what the situation is. So because people demand to know, you can, if you just say he's off the team and, you know, people want to know why. And so right. our job is to find out why. And sometimes it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, you know, because you're on a scholarship athlete, uh, you put yourself in a situation where that becomes newsworthy. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, whether or not you're reporting it, people can get really angry about it. Or, you know, why do you have to talk about it? And you're like, well, I'm just doing my job. So. Right. Um, okay, and, there's and, some, then, and there's some confusion with, you know, uh, with people thinking that because you cover a certain team, you're a fan of that team or – the school has a right to tell you what you can write, what you can't write, because you know there are a lot of there are a lot more outlets out there available for people to read. That there are people that are partisan, that aren't independent, and so I think there's some confusion there among just the general public. They they are a little confused with what everybody's job is, so that also right. makes it tough. No, that makes sense. Okay, well, um, in a second, I actually have like a rapid fire. I would call it a game, but I'm not really playing. It's just me asking questions. But um, what I would ask is I ask everyone this that comes on the podcast, but how are you uh, transforming the 919? Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, by um, continuing the tradition of solid journalism, particularly sports journalism here, um, it's something that, you know, a- again, as the marketplace changes with um, the way people consume news and consume information, we have to keep up with that. And so uh, the 919, you know, is a tremendous market, a lot of technology, a lot of, you know, very smart people live here. Uh, and so uh, they're up to date on, on the different technology and the way that, that things are done now. So we have to maintain that to, to keep our place. And so um, it's just trying to serve this market as best, in the best way possible. Awesome. Good answer. Uh, um, so, <laughs> Rapid fire questions for you, just kind of one response, or if you have a story, that's fine too. But um, professional football or collegiate football? What do you like covering better? Uh, collegiate football. Collegiate football. Professional yeah. basketball or collegiate? Um, I said professional basketball or collegiate basketball. Collegiate basketball. Yeah, collegiate and, basketball. and that's from having lived in the Charlotte market and, and been around the NBA. I prefer college games. And of course, being in the Triangle, there's just basketball happening all the time and a lot of great teams. So, um, as a writer, you know, what's your favorite writing spot in the triangle? So I don't know if you try to stay in carry, you're probably traveling a lot. So maybe downtown, uh, in one of the cities, favorite spot to sit down and write an article. 
Yeah, you know, I I end up in a lot of different coffee shops. So, um, you know, and, and I'm just I'm kind of new to working in Wake County because I spent so much time covering Duke. So, um, a lot of times I would um, I would be over at, uh, uh, at different coffee shops around Irwin Road in in, in Durham uh, around the Duke campus. So, um, okay. I like some places there. There's a restaurant called Nosh. I spend a lot of time in over on Irwin Road. Uh, very good people over there. I miss. I'll miss being around them. <clears throat> Very good. And then, favorite. This might be not a question. Favorite writer in the triangle besides yourself. Um, I want to say. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned Luke earlier. I, I I love the way Luke, uh, our columnist, uh, attacks things. I'm gonna. I'll mention him because even when when I was a competitor, you know, a year ago they bought us and. Um, I was a competitor up until then, so but I always appreciated the work he did and liked to um, to read his work. Cool. Most passionate fan base he's covered. Well, right now it's uh, you know N- N- NC State is very high, <laughs> uh, and and that's a good, good thing. Or bad. Um, yeah. yeah, right. No, that's it. And because before that it would have been probably South Carolina, the Gamecocks, because they're they're known for. You know, they filled that stadium with 80,000 people even when they were going 0-11 a couple of years there. So um, that's pretty passionate. But uh, I'd say right then. And then, you know, I think the New Orleans Saints, when I was covering them, again, that was a, t- a program that – a team that hadn't won much. Uh, and But they still had a, had a big following in the Dome. And so uh, I, I rate those three very highly. And favorite sports game you've ever attended? Favorite sports stadium? Uh, game. Oh, game. Boy. Uh, I'm going to say Super Bowl 34, which was the Titans and the Rams. If you remember that game in Atlanta, uh, the Rams won at the very end. They won at the very end. Um, the Titans were going in to score. Kevin Dyson caught the pass, and Mike Jones, the linebacker from the Rams, tackled him at the one-yard line. And, then, and so um, – the Rams won twenty three to sixteen. So wow, that was and that would that, that would completely change the outcome. So I'm, I'm sure yeah, it got really yeah. loud, and no matter like I don't know who you're rooting for, um, but I'm sure either way it's exciting uh, seeing that happen. So yeah, because the game can change, and, that, and that's how the game ended. He gets tackled on the one as the game ended. So she gets in, they score, they either go for two or go to overtime in the Super Bowl. So that was a pretty incredible finish for, you know, St. Louis and Tennessee. You don't think of, oh, this is going to be a tremendous game, right? It's just, you know, too, it's not like it's the Packers and the Steelers or something, right? So, but uh, it was a, it was an incredible game. Awesome. Well, that's all I've got for you. Steve, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. That was Steve Wiseman telling us about covering sports in the Triangle. You can actually follow him on Twitter at SteveWisemanNC. Now, if you like the pod, let me know by leaving a five-star rating and connecting with the show via Twitter and Facebook at The919Podcast. Thanks for listening.